Brothers and sisters, welcome to Coffee Conversations in Christ, where we have candid conversations about Catholicism in the world today with a cup of coffee in hand. Today, we talk about the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. It's one of my favorite feasts ever since my former rector gave me the beautiful, beautiful Sacred Heart image he used to own. Today, we behold him whom we have pierced. This is the last line of our gospel for today. And let me read this gospel to you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Since it was preparation day, in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of that week was a solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first, and then of the other one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one soldier thrust his lance into his side, and immediately blood and water flowed out. An eyewitness has testified, and his testimony is true. He knows that he is speaking the truth, so that you also may come to believe. For this happened so that the scripture passage might be fulfilled, not a bone of it will be broken. And again, another passage says, They will look upon him whom they have pierced. The last line is taken from the book of the prophet Zechariah. And it's beautiful because it explains in four different ways Christ's love for us upon the cross. Christ's love for us flowing from his sacred heart. First, it shows the pain that we have caused him. Second, it shows the sin that he took upon himself. Third, it shows how gloriously loving he was that he took upon this pain. And fourth, the true reason why he is rightly called pierced. The Sacred Heart is a glorious feast. It's true. It refers to the heart of Christ, this heart eternally in love with us. And so you would think that the Gospel reading would talk about love more directly, perhaps from John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave us His only Son. Or perhaps it would talk about Jesus from the resurrected part of His life. Because that would seem more fitting for a feast that glorifies Jesus who lives eternally. But instead, we get a gospel from the 19th chapter of St. John, from the Passion Narratives. This is strange, because this is not the glorious God of the resurrected Christ. This is not the merciful preacher of his years in mission. It is the dead Christ, nailed upon the cross, pierced by a lance into his side. This points to a realization about the Passion Narratives as a whole. The Passion Narrative is always divided into two parts, two sides of the same coin. Every single part of the Passion Narrative can be interpreted sorrowfully or gloriously. Take, for example, Eke Homo. Behold the man. On one end, it can be seen as a way to depreciate Christ, to insult him. Behold the man. This is he who claims to be the Son of God, but he is only man. Behold him who was only man, beaten like a man, tortured like a man, and killed like a man. But behold the man. Behold the glorious God who took upon our manhood. Behold the glorious God who descended from his holy perch and became man. That is glorious. 
there because of this when we interpret the passion narratives we have four distinctions because we remember another distinction that we can make the literal and the spiritual senses of the of the literature so therefore there are four total interpretations the first is the literal sorrowful interpretation it's the easiest to see it narrates the history itself that jesus christ was tortured and died on the cross we behold the one whom we have pierced the savior our fellow men have killed it refers directly to the pain the torment that he felt during his public humiliation his torture and his death on the cross the second is spiritual sorrow sorrowful which is also fairly easy to notice we remember that jesus christ is not a savior from pain he's a savior from sin he is a spiritual savior and therefore it is the spiritual pain that hurts him most so this is the spiritual sense that is sorrowful that he took upon all our pain he was pierced in the sense that this spiritual pain this sin pierced him entered into his body so that he may remove it the third is the literal glorious and it's a bit easier to miss it's a bit hidden it is the glory with which we exalt this god who rises up who takes upon the role of being pierced he is pierced yes but pierced is in the past tense it is over he has taken up our pain and because he has taken up our pain we are becoming free we are being released from the binds of death as pope benedict points out in his book behold the pierced one death which by its very nature is the end the destruction of every communication is changed by him into an act of self-communication and this is man's redemption for it signifies the triumph of love over death we can put the same thing another way death which puts an end to words and to meaning itself becomes a word becomes a place where meaning communicates itself what is the word that death communicates it is over consumatum est jesus has saved us but finally we see the spiritual glorious interpretation of the text the physical glorious talks about the death it talks about the actual events but what is the true feeling that pierced jesus let us look at it deeper this is the most beautiful meaning in my opinion because it perfectly illuminates our feast for today what is proper for god to be pierced to be pierced means to enter into the deepest part of his being should it be pain pain is physiological it's something that we feel in our bodies but first and foremost christ is not a body his resurrected body he does not feel pain therefore it cannot be pain that pierces him is it proper that it is sorrow sorrow for our sins or anger neither of the two can be possible why because at the center of god is not a negative feeling at the center of god is perfect and what is the most perfect feeling what is the most positive and perfect thing that can pierce the heart of god it is love jesus christ is the pierced one because we have pierced him with our love that is the lance that pierces him he has fallen in love with us it's beautiful because i was reading this book as i mentioned yesterday dietrich von hildebrand's book the heart which is specifically written for the sacred heart and it has become my favorite book i couldn't stop reading it and he describes the heart in this beautiful way that made me think of 
this piercing. What is the heart? It is the center of our affectivity. What does that mean? It deals with other shallow feelings, yes. It deals with the mundane things that we see in everyday life. But at its, that is not its proper object. At its core, the purpose of the heart is to deal with our deepest feelings. The deepest feelings of sorrow, of pain, and yes, of love. It is love that most perfectly pierces the heart because that is what it's made for. The heart is something that acts through value responses. What does that mean? Value responses are the recognition of a value in something they see and acting accordingly. A feeling is produced accordingly based on what has been seen, what value has been recognized. What is beautiful about Jesus is that He loves us, which means He saw value in us. He loves us despite our sin because He sees value in us. We are made in the image of God and this is the value that He sees. He realizes that at our core we are lovable. Something that often I forget. Something that often we forget. When we see our wretchedness, when we see our problems, we forget that at our core there is value. At our core there is love. At our core, there is something intrinsically lovable, so lovable that our Creator and Savior became man and died on the cross for our sake. Jesus was pierced for His love of us. It is deep because Christ is a perfect lover. And so when He loves, He loves perfectly. We see that we have pierced Him because He has gone to great lengths to prove this love to us. As Von Hildebrand said, the lover wants to pour his love into the heart of his beloved. He wants to affect his heart, to fill it with happiness. And only then will he feel that he has really reached the beloved, his very self. It is the piercing that first expresses itself at the death of Lazarus. Christ is so pierced by the death of Lazarus. He loves Lazarus so much, he weeps. Lazarus's death symbolizes our death to sin. And so Christ weeping for Lazarus is Christ weeping for us. Who would have thought that God would love so much? He would love us so much that he would cry for us. Simple men on earth do not want to cry. Why? They think they will lose their dignity. But God does not think of dignity. He thinks only of love. An eternal love that has pierced him completely. It is beautiful in this feast that we celebrate the pierced heart. We celebrate the heart that has been pierced not just by the sin of man and not just by the physical lands of man, but by Christ's love for man. That is what has pierced the pierced heart. Jesus Christ has loved us so much. He has opened this heart to us, exposing everything becoming man, taking his humanity. Dietrich von Hildebrand says, the feast of the sacred heart is inseparable from the humanity of Christ. And where is Christ more human than when he loves? And thus, Christ is pierced by love and his sacred heart is a pierced heart because the lance of love has made blood and water flow from it. He is truly man because his heart is as enamored by his beloved church as any man or woman head over heels in love with their spouse. He is truly God 
Because his heart will never stop beating. Never stop pumping. Never stop loving us until the end of time itself. Oh, beautiful, sacred heart, whose love is eternal, love is endless. Teach us to love like you. To let go of all the things that have prevented other people and you yourself from entering into our hearts. May our hearts be pierced by love the same way that yours has. So that we may most we may imitate you most perfectly through the act that is integral to your being. The act of loving perfectly and eternally. Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us.